podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or murder. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Albany Pub in London's glamorous West End for another live recording of the World Cup Whistleblowers. <laughs> Quite, quite, simmer down over here. We are here to talk, as if you didn't know, about the World Cup. And this has been, I think we'll all agree, one hell of a World Cup already. I've got three distinguished guests with me to discuss the state of play. I've got to my far left here, broadcasting legend, Russ Williams. Good evening, How everybody. Yeah, very good. Thank you. I've got to my immediate left from Portobello Radio... Piers Thompson. Hi there. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. And to my right, literary agent to the stars, especially football stars, Mr. Matthew Hamilton. Thank you very much, Theo. Now, my name's Theo Delaney. I am so excited. I haven't slept for about about nine days because I just can't get over what... I mean, Russ, how big is it? How big is this thing now? Because tomorrow night we're, we're trotting out in a World Cup semi-final England that they are narrow favourites to win. Yeah. Can you get your nut around that? Because I can't. Well, no, not really, because um, after 66, disappointment of 1970, as we all remember, we were 2-0 up against West Germany, lost a game. Uh, then you move on to fail to qualify World Cups. Then, of course, from Italian 90 to failed European championships, yeah. uh, Roy Hodgson's awful tenure oh. for two tournaments, yeah. and Big Sam, one game, one win, <laughs> and then uh, unfortunately had to leave the building, <laughs> and, um, and then in came Gareth, who at the time, be, being an insightful football journalist, I said, is that the best we can do? Well, that's what everyone said. And I was wrong, yeah. like everybody. And yeah. uh, it, it, I think what's been so great about this World Cup so far is I think the team have actually improved the more they've played. Yeah. And I think we've got a, a bunch of young men that we, we all would think are pretty humble. They're very wealthy and successful in their own mm. rights. But they don't seem to have this sort of, you know, 11 out of 10 on the wagometer and, you know, that the golden generation who also failed mm. uh, quite badly had. And I, I think they conduct themselves off the pitch and on the pitch in a, a really, really professional and, uh, I, I think, enthusing way. And, uh, and for me personally, that's what I've yeah, really enjoyed I, about it. I think it. We, all, I, we all... I mean, Piers, how surprised have you been at, at this incredible run they've got on? Well, it's truly amazing. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, we had such low expectations at the beginning that you didn't even know the World Cup had started. There were zero flags on, white vans, you know, it really crept up on us. I think the great thing is actually three teams in the... Com- well, yeah, England have... They've ha- they have improved all the way through just enough. You know, we beat Panama 6-1, which got everyone overexcited... But we are kind of moving through the gears. We're playing against Croatia, who are a team who seem to not be guessing any better. And I think it's winnable. 
I mean, it's winnable. That's extraordinary. Yeah, I, I mean, that is, I'd ever say that. That's the weird thing, because I don't know about you, Matthew, but for me, I'm thinking, obviously, the last time anything like this happened was Italia 90. But when we were coming up to the semi-final, we had Germany. So nobody really thought we were going to win that no, semi-final. The incredible. Even though we very nearly did. Yeah. Uh, nobody, th- we, we were expecting to go out. Whereas this time, that's different, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I'd say that we didn't feel there was a 50 50 chance when we played Germany back mm. then. And I think we do now. I mean, I think that. Well, is... you think it's 50 50 against Croatia? I do Croatia. think it's 50 50. I'm a little bit wary. I'm just that, there's that, I'm slightly haunted by the Croatia Argentina game because I think that was the one team that played in quite an open way against wow. us. And I think they've had to play a lot of like the kind of international equivalent of West Brom the entire time. And they've been mm. very stifled. And I don't think that we'll play that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know, I think Croatia in that game looked, I thought, quite strong contenders. So I I would put it 50-50. But even that's unusually good at this point. (laughs) Let's face it, we would have taken that before the tournament. You get to the semi-finals, you've got a 50-50 chance to get to the final. We would definitely have taken that. In our favour is there's a real confidence that England have got from not having to scrape through on penalties every round and everything. And, And also... Um, they seem fitter, England. They've yeah. had a bit more, bit less to do, less yes. extra time. They had that whole game off, effectively, against the Belgians, where they rested yes. the whole first team. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm personally, stupidly, I am known for this, <laughs> even in my club fandom. I'm always optimistic. I always, uh-huh. I, I'm always glad, glass half full. But I'm thinking, weirdly, I think we've got a very good I, chance. I think that the penalty shootout was crucial insofar as the hoodoo was gone, the ghosts were exercised. And I I remember saying to a friend of mine who I watched that game with, which is rare because I normally watch them on my own, I'm a boring old git sometimes, but anyway, uh, I said we'll be tough to stop now because of of that weight off the shoulders, the manner of the victory and the way that, frankly, we were all watching the game in the first period of extra time, we were off our feet. Yeah, we looked finished. We we looked as though we were going to be beaten and then when... Henderson missed a penalty. Yeah. We, all, we all thought in unison, oh, yeah. here we go again. Yeah. But, you know, that sometimes the scripts are written and they're not always ending the way that you think that they are. Quite right. I mean, that Sweden game, Piers, that was a straightforward... That was like a routine victory, actually, wasn't it? That was, yeah, that was routine. I mean, that was... The, the Columbia game, that last 16 game, that was kind of the end of the party because if we still would have been happy to lose, you know, glamorously against Columbia. Then we mm. got into the quarterfinals... It became winnable. And see them step up, you know, just enough to put Sweden away. I think we have to be a bit careful, though, because I noticed at the end of um, the Croatia game, they looked absolutely dog-tired. I was certain Modric was going to miss his penalty. But they have a kind of... They have an ingrained professional streak, those guys. They've got Rakitic, they've got Modric. Yeah, and Mandzukic. Uh, and Mandzukic, who I love to death. Mm. Um, you know, they're not... But pl- then you do then struggle to name really good players after that for them, don't you? Well, That's probably as much down to my own ignorance. Well, just yeah, itches. also, they all end itch. They're, they're all itches. Yeah, they're all itches, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are two fast itches, apparently, whose yeah. names I've yet to get. On the flanks. Yeah, on the flanks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, they're quite old. That's the other thing. I don't want to keep... Yeah. But they are not young. I In mean, midfield... They're very strong. Yeah. At the back, not I mean, so strong. Not so strong, I think yeah. their right back is out of the game. Right. Um, there's one player that Spurs are looking at, isn't there? 
Is there? Not Vidic, I forget his name. But anyway, go online. They keep talking up Lovren, but we've seen Lovren be completely owned by Harry Kane. Yeah. So, um, and up front, Mandzukic, as you say, knows how to score in big games. But he's very old and a bit knackered. He's getting on a bit. I mean, he wouldn't get in our team, would he? Let's be honest. No. Anyway, but so as we speak here... Uh, we are probably about half an hour away from, or an hour or so away from the kickoff of Belgium France. So we won't dwell on that because by the time the listeners hear this, that game will be over. But we should. I do wonder whether any of us do it. Do you have any particular preference, Matthew, on who we would who we'd want to play? Yes, I mean I have a strong preference for Belgium purely for as a Tottenham fan. I, I sort of and, and I've got quite wrapped up actually in the story of Chadley. Um, Bloody hell, West Brom <laughs> Reserve. <laughs> Not just NASA Chadley. Well, I think, you know, for, for those who, who kind of can't remember, he was like one of the seven players that we bought when yeah. we sold Gareth Bale. Along with Paulinho. And actually, I thought he was one of the better players. And actually, yeah, which he was. was quite it's underrated. Not saying much. And I, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably second only to Ericsson. And I think that actually over the years, um, he, I kind of always willed him to do well. And I thought that he was on the verge of breaking through. And in the end, he wasn't quite good enough. And actually, I had felt sorry for him this last year. Had a long-term injury at a club that got relegated. Thought, God, you know, who's going to be those guys? What, whatever happens to Chadney? And now look at him. But he couldn't get in the West Brom team. No. That's the amazing <laughs> thing. I think he played a few games towards the end when it was all over for them anyway. Yeah. And somehow, how he got into that uh, Belgium squad is a mystery to me. And, but then to, and then to score the winner, and I now know, to look be... good, and now he's the answer. He's starting. And now he's starting, exactly. So. It's extraordinary. I, mean, I think it illustrates the point, actually, that great teams have a journeyman. All great mm. teams have one journeyman. And Chadley, uh, Fellaini, actually, is going to be the reason, if they win, that Belgium win the World Cup. Mm. Um, uh, you know, Neymar, uh, in the Brazil team... You look at them, you see those stars up front. I, I'd like to see Firmino, who's a bit of a journeyman, playing there, because I think he'd release, like, like he does at Liverpool, those two fast wingers. So it's been great to see the ethic of the team overcome the sort of individualism and the kind of superstar stuff that we've had to put up with yeah. mm. for so long. I mean, think so. I don't know, why doesn't Neymar get booked for those dives? I don't understand that. You know, yeah, I mean, we, we, we did talk about this last time. That was such a weird incident, the one that turned into all the memes and everything. But he was badly maimed by the guy, but he just massively overreacted, didn't he? Yeah. If, he'd just, if he'd just reacted in a proportionate manner, the other, the other guy would have been sent off. But in yeah. the end, he made himself look bad, didn't he? Which was yeah. stupid. But Piers, talking to Firmino, I know in your role as uh, DJ to the footballing glitterati, yeah. I think you... Have you met Firmino? Didn't he yeah. get you into reggaeton? Yeah, no. Um, I work at a place called Novikov. We have loads of footballers down there. You know, we've had Cristiano Ronaldo. We've had Ronaldinho, Diego Costa. But uh, Firmino came in one night. This was last season. He came in quite late towards the end of the season with Philip Coutinho and Lucas Levine. They got absolutely mullered. Brilliant. But he gave me 350 quid to put his phone in, on in the, uh, uh, in the club and playing reggaeton. I'm now, I'm now the UK's premier old white man reggaeton DJ. Ah, and all you do is you get Firmino's phone, plug it in, and he bungs you 350... I've now got my I own. love it. I love so many details about it. I love that Firmino is pissed out of his mind. I love that you're completely corrupt. And you, it only takes 350. Despite, imagine that's probably the, pot, the price of a bottle of champagne in that place, isn't you it? You wouldn't get one for 350 no, quid. No. <laughs> More like a bottle of Perrier. 
Exactly. Yeah. That whole scene is, is just reeks of sleaze, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Though, you know, this season he came back. We had when the Ballon d'Or was in London. It was round the corner, and uh, Ronaldinho was in the place, and he came to Novikov specially to see Ronaldinho, and he didn't drink. And I think the reason Liverpool did so well is Firmino got out of the clubs. <laughs> what you mean? He's he stopped. You think he stopped he's, drinking. He's off the booze and he started knocking them in for fun. Yeah. There you go. There's a lesson well, in that for all of us. Yeah. Children. <laughs> but Matthew, well. you've, uh, you're also well acquainted with the professional footballer. But you, you I mean, you know, there's a lot. We're, we're very interested in why this England squad is doing so much better than more illustrious squads of the past. Mm. We were talking about this before we came on. And they're using a lot of modern techniques, psychology yes. and, and especially psychologically based techniques. But you've had to wrangle footballers when you've had to get them to write books. Yes. How do you find them? I mean, Ian Wright and Ledley King are the ones I, I, that spring yes. to mind, but you've worked with yes. others as well. Yes. How do you get them to focus and I deliver? Think, well, that's actually exactly the word I was going to use. The, the, trying to get them to focus and to absorb the necessary information in the shortest amount of time is, is yeah, that, 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 that is the trick. You know. Well, how do you do it? <laughs> well, it's a bit difficult. Well, obviously, with books, it's not the sort of primary thing. No. I don't know whether, like, in the, in, you know, on the training ground yeah. or whatever they would be. But, but, I mean, you know, it's just being very, very patient and persistent. I mean, I think when one of the footballers did a signing, for example, he would be, you know, it was a long, long queue. And, and then he'd be sort of going, you know, got to get me out of here, got to get me out of here. <laughs> and, then, and then a fan would come with the, the memorabilia yeah. and he would have the long chat. And yeah. then, you know, spend about 10 minutes asking about his wife and all yeah. of that. And then it would be, get me out, you know. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're constantly just trying to steer them yeah. and I imagine that's probably what that's is going part on. of what's going a lot on because they've got a psychologist called Pippa Grange in that England camp and she is being it's said that she is absolutely central and integral yes. to the whole yeah. operation well it's so important now isn't it I mean, yeah. every golfer has one yeah. football teams cricket teams rugby teams if you haven't got a good psychologist, you're not in the game. Yeah, it's just... Uh, literally, and uh, she's done a great job, but mm. she's really going to earn her money now, yeah. uh, getting them in the right frame of mind for Croatia, and yeah. then to take on the winners of France or Belgium. Who do you fancy out of those two? Um, I've just got a funny feeling Belgium are going to do it, um, mm-hmm. and I prefer, if England did make the final, it's a big if, to play Belgium, because I think... France are dangerous, mm. and they, they have got some terrific players. Mm. But I think we know the Belgian players. Yeah. And we can play, finally, England A against Belgium. Yeah, that's Come right. On. A totally different game, that's for so, sure. So um, I have a feeling it will be Belgium who, who will go through. That means the French are probably going to win now. Okay, so before we go any further, I should say that all of these World Cup shows are being backed by Ladbrokes, our friends at Ladbrokes, who are giving us special odds during the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you sign up and get England to win in 90 minutes versus Croatia, you can get them at 33 to 1. You deposit just five quid and you can bet a quid. And, uh, and you, by my calculation, you win 33 quid. Um, the promo code is England. And if England don't win, you still get a free £5 bet too. So what, what you got to lose? The promo code is England, and the link is bet.thewhistleblowers.net. And we're going to take a little break now. And when we come back, we're going to look at the Labrooks odds for what remains of this fantastic World Cup. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. 
And we are back in the room. We're back in the room here at the wonderful Albany Pub in uh, London's West End. Now. <laughs> now, um, as I was going to, uh, as I said before the break, let's have a look at the odds here because it's, it's a moment, there are certain moments where you think, bloody hell, this is really happening. And it's, when, it's, it's moments like this when you look at the odds. Who would have thought this a few weeks ago? To win the World Cup at the moment, as we speak, this will change tonight, but France 2 to 1, England 5 to 2, Belgium 11 to 4, Croatia 4 to 1. England are second favourites to win the World Cup. (laughs) What the hell's going on? (laughs) What's going on? And for top goal scorer, this is even better, especially if you're of the Tottenham persuasion. The favourite to be the top goal scorer is Harry Kane at 8 to 1 on. He is 1 to 8 to be the top goal scorer at the World Cup. Lukaku is the next uh, in the betting at 9 to 1. Who do you fancy on those odds? I fancy England. At five to two, yeah. I'm getting. I really am getting carried away now. I don't know. I think tenner on Belgium, or maybe a higher wager. I, I can't see how they're third favourites to win. There is a reason that France are two to one favourites. They've got I, the best I, players. Yeah, they've got the best players. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They've done it before. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are justified favourites. I think that's true. Yeah, I think yeah. anyone would make them favourites because actually, if you look at their squad and uh, personnel-wise, they've got good players. All over it. They haven't got any. There's no. It's all killer, no filler, isn't it? As we say in the music business. And also, they haven't really done much. You know, they've just done enough each time. Each yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Mbappe had to step up, he stepped up. You know, the next game, he didn't need to step up. Someone else did. Yeah. And we haven't even seen Griezmann yet. No, not really. So, oh, God, um, I, mean, a, I would prefer to have Belgium again. <laughs> I'd rather have Belgium any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? If they make the World Cup final, even though they're the host nation in 98, they were underdogs against Brazil, and we all know what happened. Mm. Ronaldo, yeah. something went wrong. Yeah. We didn't know what happened. That's well, the whole we didn't, point. But, but, but we kind of know that he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. And um, basically, um, they ended up winning the game easily, didn't they? So they will be aware of that. I yeah. think going into a World Cup final yeah. as favourites. Yeah, but I mean, it's complete. There's no no similar personnel now, is there? I mean, it, but I suppose it does make a difference psychologically if you can remember your country winning the World Cup. Maybe it is an advantage. I just feel that what's interesting is that you you look at those teams left and you think wh- whatever the final will be, it'll feel like a premier, a top level Premier League game, won't it? Yes. Because you look at all those French players that play in the Premier League, and all the obviously all the England players play in the Premier League, and. And all, all the Belgian players, most of the Belgian players play in the Premier Any League. Any Croatians? Yeah, um, I'm not, well, Lovren. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, I've written off the Croatians. <laughs> Very dangerous. Very dangerous. It is stupid. I'm going to make myself look so stupid when people listen. But, but let's just forgive me, just humour me, right? We've got to the World Cup final. So there's, there's, two, there's three stages now. So let's just, let, let's just, for the sake of argument, let's say we do get through against Croatia. We're in, really are in uncharted territory because, you know, from childhood, you, you don't even dare dream that you get to the World Cup final no, England, right? So what, do you, what, you get, what, would you, what are you going to do on the day? Russ, are you going to actually sit at home and watch it on your own? No. Right. Um, I watch it with uh, my other half who's Swedish. So it was a difficult afternoon on the sofa. Of course... <laughs> 
As I tweeted, as I tweeted after the game, my half of the house is all calm, <laughs> um, and the dog. I mean, it'd just be. A, I, it, it, I, I won't it, believe you're it, keep it yeah. if we're in the final. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan, as people yeah. may or may not know, but I do actually support England, and I feel so passionate about mm. England, and I've been let down like we all have so many times. Yeah, I think even me, who's normally got ice cool nerves, will be pacing up and down the garden with cigarellos and yeah. not knowing what to do with myself until four o'clock, isn't it? The kickoff, I think. Yeah, four, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, a little bit later, but. If, if, and it is a big if, if England make the final and let's say whoever they play, I think they'll be up against either France or Belgium, very skillful teams as we all know. Yeah. But it could be a game where grit, determination and a will to win become the significant things. And having the best psychologist might also... Well, quite possibly. Yeah. And maybe having the best manager. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he is a kind of psychologist, he is. Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah. It all it? comes from him, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's him who puts all those people and those techniques in place. The yes. unicorn race and all that. Yeah. It's all him. Actually, she, she was the unicorn race. I'll it. Well, yeah, but he got <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, he got she her, got yeah. the unicorn race. Yeah. Where are you going to watch it, Piers? Well, we've... If we get there. Yeah, well, tomorrow we've got the third huge crowd in a row coming to our home. Um, kind of 50 people and wow. obviously everyone's so superstitious that they're now sitting in exactly yeah, yeah. the same place oh my so god I think they'll, they'll be do you live in a stately home no I live on a council estate oh. actually <laughs> the hell, those are the days when they're building council houses that big exactly yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually I'm going to work on Sunday night and obviously I haven't cancelled it now because that would jinx us so I may be Wait a minute. I may be going to work very, very drunk. On yeah, are Sunday you going night. to, you, when you say going to are you going to that club? To Novikov, yeah. Bloody hell, because it'll be a big night in there, won't it? After the World mm, Cup. If, no? We don't <laughs> We don't have that many, that many English people. Oh, there. okay. <laughs> Where is it? Mayfair? Oh. Is it Mayfair? <laughs> it's between uh, the Mayfair Hotel and the Ritz. Bloody hell. Oh, I say. Oh, what about you, Matthew? Where are you watching it? I'm going to watch if it. If we get there. If we get there, I'm going to watch it completely on my own. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I need to, you know, yeah. I'm just not going to have my Pringles, my snacks. You right. know, it's all going to be lined up. Yeah. Okay. Know. There was an idea. My daughter's going to a birthday party, and one of the mums said, hey, why don't all the kids come back? No, and fuck off. No. <laughs> yeah. What? Just a little thought, everybody. Either way, England are going to play Belgium or France this weekend because of the third or fourth place playoff so oh. if you don't make the final we're going to play one of them anyway yeah one did, way I, did anyone watch England Italy in 1990 yes yeah I did no I don't think I, I don't think I did we, we lost, lost didn't we yeah. we did yeah Yeah. he played all the reserves uh, Tony Dorigo played uh, for some reason that sticks in my mind I have no idea why that does stick in my nothing mind nothing wrong with Tony Dorigo no no he's good, he won good us player the, he won us Good player. Zenith Data Systems Cup. There you go. That's the Chelsea fan who really has been there right the way through. (laughs) (laughs) I, by the way, I am due to be arriving at a rented holiday home in Albrough with my wife's family. All her brothers and sisters, mum and dad, my children, their children. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get out of that one? Because you can't... And do you know what time check-in is in this house? Four o'clock. No! I mean... It's It's a a sign. Yeah, maybe it is a sign. Maybe, but okay. So now that was my first question because I'm always intrigued by this about the actual experience itself because this is something, as I say, we didn't dare imagine. But now I want you to imagine the ultimate and be careful. Now take a deep breath. Right. This now we've watched the game. 
We've won the World Cup, oh right? God. We have won the World Cup. I want you to tell me what you will do and what you think the wider community might do. Okay. Oh, by the way, Mike Lee, the producer of the show, is in the audience. He's, he's just taken a massive deep breath. I think he's, he's perspiring with the thought of this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this scenario. What do you think you would do? Pierce, what, what would you do? I'm very worried about this conversation. I, mean, I know, you think I'm jinxing take, now. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, well, I will be desperately trying to change my shift at work if we... Right. <laughs> at the 11th hour. At the 11th hour. I said, I feel Yes. I just feel under the Must be the prawns. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't even know what I'd, I don't even know where I'm going to be, as I've already demonstrated, but I, and I just cannot even get my head around what you would do. I mean... Oh. It's hard, hard to I imagine. genuinely think I would cry if yeah. we won the World Cup. I yeah. know it sounds very unbearable. No, I, I think that sounds entirely reasonable. I mean, um, Chris Waddle cried the other night when we got through the quarterfinals. Did he? Think. Yeah. Well, that's a bit, that's a bit premature. A bit premature. It? Yeah. Premature emission. Um, well, of course, you, the, the Tottenham fans here haven't yeah. got much experience of winning things. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, here we go. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Oh. Here we go. This is club neutral. <laughs> well, at, least we're, at least we're a club on the up oh, and not on the way down. Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, no, I but you know what? I, I would definitely, definitely get blind drunk. Me too. But I would not jump on an ambulance, fall no. through a bus shelter. No, I do like that one. Or be a nuisance. One. Oh, somebody sent me one. I've got it on my phone. I'll show it to you later. This little meme, it, it, this video opens in the... You're somewhere on a hillside, and in big close-up, this little silver spoon comes into shot, and it's got what I can only assume is the popular South American narcotic cocaine on it right and then cocaine. the camera tilts up slightly and right at the top of the hill there's a long strip of blue plastic which has got water on it and somebody hurls himself have you seen it mike <laughs> hurls himself on it shoots down the hill at very 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 high speed comes to a halt just at the cocaine spoon does this <laughs> sniffs out his nose and goes it's coming home. <laughs> I said, we'll put it on the Facebook page. I in no way condone any kind of, uh, <coughs> nor does this podcast, yeah. any kind of narcotics abuse, but it, I've never laughed so much in my life. Really. I love it. There's even what, funnier what was, than the bus shelter. What was it they called the um, Columbia-England game? The supply and demand derby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called it. I didn't hear that. It's great. That one. Oh, God. No, I mean, well, I suppose like we were saying before, whatever happens now, this World Cup will go down as one of the big, the best three World Cup performances England have ever had. Yeah. That's, that's guaranteed. He's already in the medal position, Southgate. And when you think about 66 and even 90, we came into it from a much lower base, didn't we, in terms of ex- expectation. Do you think, Matthew? Yes, I mean, it was in 1990. Now, I think this now, team was l- less rated than 1990, wasn't it? I think, well, I think the manager, well, in 1990, Robson was having a terrible time in the build-up, wasn't he? was being he? lampooned, wasn't he? On lampooned, also everyone every... knew that he was going to leave, yeah. didn't they? And, yeah. And actually, I think kind of, people kind of can forget about They how, do forget actually, that, because afterwards he was a hero and was, he got knighted. It was quite yeah. dark and quite dull, actually, yes. that World Cup to start with. It was. We, we were, were awful. We were awful. Until yeah. the semi-final. Remember when we got past Egypt with a right header? Yeah. Thank God for that. But we also hadn't played European football for five years before that World Cup. Yeah. So actually, oh, because of the band. Yes. I'd forgotten so about that. So to get to the well, semis yeah. was 
quite amazing. I mean, the Cameroon yeah. game, that was, we not, that that. was not one for your fingernails, was it? We that were one? being outplayed by oh, Cameroon. Thoroughly outplayed. But somehow we did it. So. Yeah. But then, all of a sudden, first time in the whole tournament, we played well against Germany, didn't we? Yeah. And do you remember Chris Waddle's long-range shot in the second half hit the inside of the post oh, and yeah. bounced out? Oh, my God. So many. Do you remember that? And their goal was jammy. <sighs> They really just flicked jamming, up over Shilton, jamming. didn't it, off uh, Paul we had, Parker. We yeah. had Paul yeah. Parker on a podcast once, uh, yeah. or it was a TV thing, actually, and off air, he, it, it emerged, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, nosy Parker, but it emerged that he'd despised Shilton ever since, because he reckons it was Shilton's fault and he should have had it. And he, he absolutely was, he was very nasty about Peter oh, Shilton, well nosy dear. Parker, because he felt like he got the blame, but Shilton should have had the ball. Team spirit, eh? Well, one, one thing about this tournament, what we've done really, people talk about game management. Southgate has done tournament management absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And he has been to six other tournaments. Admittedly, they're like yeah. under 17, under 18, under 19. But he sat there in the hotel for four months, uh, for four weeks, with the guys, seeing what happens. You know, they play Fortnite, how to manage it. We need some unicorns and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and he, um, you know, that whole business with the Belgium game, dropping everyone, it wasn't really the same as Hodgson dropping everyone. No. You know, I mean, no. Southgate's Harvard Business School. I can't think yeah. of another yes. World, World Cup game where someone's done that to quite that extent. And well, also, Hodgson did against Slovakia. But then, but then not to chase yeah. the equaliser. Like, he kept Peyton Kane on the bench. There was no real effort, really, to equalise. It was no, actually it a masterstroke. In retrospect, now it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, well, it was certainly a gamble. Mind you, Belgium, to be fair, are just got just as far as us, and they've just played better teams along the way. Who's to say that won't stand them in better stead? Well, it probably will. But, but, win the next two games, and we've won the World Cup. We've won four <laughs> already. All right? We've won four games already in this tournament. Yeah, we we've only got to win more. half of that again. I like your thinking. You that's, that's basic maths. Also, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Henderson is unbeaten in his last 30 England appearances. Oh, yeah, I read that this morning, which is and he's about, if we, weird. If we don't lose to Croatia, he's going to beat the record. Really? Seriously? Seriously. I must say, I mean, one of, I, mean I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think anyone's had anything other than a good tour. We've, all of our players have, have gone from good to very, very good in, in my eyes. Some people have given a bit of stick to Sterling or given a bit of stick to Delhi. But I think they've really put in a shift and, and played their part. And some players have excelled, haven't they? I mean, Jordan Henderson being one of them. I agree. Jordan yeah. Henderson's definitely one of them. I think Trippier and uh, oh, Maguire, yeah. who yeah. went into... If you're, unless you're proper, a real fan of football, most of the fans that watch the World Cup who come in as sort of part-timers have literally never heard of Trippier or Maguire. Yeah. And look at them now. They're world stars. You know, I mean, they've played so well, haven't they? They're probably both candidates for the team of the tournament. We and would never have guessed even watching Trippier for all the season. No. Trippier's, I mean, Trippier had an okay season. Okay. We know what he's capable of. Yeah. yeah. But what he's done in terms of his exact, you know, superb delivery, lots of commitment and fitness and... Mm. But he's done all the things that he's capable of, but on a, an incredible, to an incredibly high level, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. And uh, Pickford as well. Pickford, who people worried about, didn't they? But he's been astonishingly good, and you do need that. I mean, we needed that against Sweden. We, we, we called it a routine victory, but he needed to make two pretty amazing saves. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, also Sterling. I mean, in, apparently in the last game, he was the lowest-rated player by the general public, the BBC audience. Yeah. But his selfless running yeah. is amazing. And from Southgate through every member of the team, they would vote him probably the 
best yeah. player of the tournament. Yeah, so know? often the way, but it's the, the stuff. Yeah. It's not the obvious stuff that's the important contribution. There have always been players like that. Now I think, yeah, he's the one who puts the fear of God in them and had, forces them to leave players back because of his pace is so lethal. And mm-hmm. I think he's an extremely important part of the system, isn't it? You need that yeah. amazing pace. It, if he tomorrow or in the final, should England get there, ups his game as he can. Yeah, we've seen it with City. Yeah. And Dali Alley, even yeah. though he scored in the last yeah, game, lovely goal. he does the same. Yeah. England improve another ten percent yeah. on that. Suddenly I think. we look like we look very I mean dangerous. if we get if we improve to that degree in the way that you're describing, suddenly we are on a par, I think, with France and Belgium. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I've gone too far again. <laughs> no, you, you could be right. It's yeah. all about opinions, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'd rather play Belgium. Yeah. France, we've agreed, have got overall the best set of players. Yeah. That's true. Well, I think we've ended up on a very objective and reasonable note there. I'm glad you've all tamed me, and I feel good about that because I didn't want to coming home. I'm still going to say, it's coming home. (laughs) It's definitely still on the bus. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going to be. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up because I need to try and get some sleep somehow, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this game tonight. But Russ. Thank you so much for coming along. Always a great pleasure to see you. you. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Piers. Thanks for coming. An absolute pleasure. I wish you every every success in getting the night off on Sunday. Matthew, thank you very, very much for coming. And uh, thank you to our large and over-enthusiastic audience here. My name's Theo Delaney. It's coming home. Ta-da! This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Never write off the Germans is back, this time with me, Barry Castanola, for another season of hilarious Celebrity World Cup quizzery. Each episode I'll be joined by three lions of the comedy world who will battle it out in a hastily put together quiz and share their favourite World Cup moments. The winner will celebrate like a drugged up Maradona, while the losers will cry into their shirts like Gaza. I'll be refereeing proceedings with the authority of Pierre-Luigi Colina, but the ego of Mark Plattenberg. Download the first episode next week with guests Bob Mills, Kevin Day and Paul Tonkinson. If you want free tickets to the live recordings in central London, go to belletto.co.uk, that's B-I-L-L-E-T-T-O, and search Never Write Off The Germans. Subscribe to Never Write Off The Germans now and never miss an episode by finding us at neverwriteoffthegermans.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually get your podcasts. Terms and conditions apply. Listeners don't have to be over 18, but they may be just swear word. The winner may not be on drugs and losers may not cry. Hilarity not guaranteed for everyone is comedy is subjective. Podcast Network.